Well, welcome back to the Walk as Jesus Walk podcast series. And in this message, we're going to continue in the series based on the published book, Walk as Jesus Walk, The Teachings of Jesus. And in this third chapter, we're going to discuss how, for those who are in Christ, that we need to be Christ-like. What does that mean? So let's begin with chapter 3. Acts 11.1 1 tells us that the disciples in Antioch were the first who were called Christians. Now, this term was actually used to describe those who were following the Lord Jesus Christ. And it wasn't necessarily used in a positive way. It was more of a just a descriptive word that they were using to call out those who were Christians. But over the years, this term has actually become more of a fond term. And it's really there to depict the way one lives. Now, the term Christian is also synonymous with saying to be Christ-like or like Christ. For thousands of years, though, many have claimed to be Christian, yet they do only in word, and most never really act upon the claim. In 1 John chapter 2, 6, tells us whoever claims to abide in him must walk as Jesus walked. Now, to walk as Jesus walked is the essence of what it means to be Christ-like or like Christ. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 through 40, Jesus clearly tells us what we who are to do if we're, if we're walking with Christ, as he said that we are to love the Lord your God with all your hearts and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, all the law and prophets hang on these two commandments, Jesus said. Now, if we do this, we will, as Jesus has, shine as glowing lights, proclaiming the gospel to the whole world. The question is, is this the way people who claim to be Christians really live? Do they put God first? Or are there other things that are idols in their lives that are first in their lives? And do they love all others the way that they love themselves? Therefore, if we're to make the claim to be in Christ, we cannot serve two masters. We will either serve the Spirit of God or we will serve the Spirit of this world. Now, this is a daily struggle for all who choose to follow Christ. The spirit of this world, it teaches mankind to practice self-indulgence, religious practices, pagan rituals, and even produces an appeal for false doctrines that are taught in the name of Christ, and yet in the end, lead many to destruction. Each of these things are contrary beliefs to that of Christ, and do not define what it means to live as Christ lived. Now, we must live as a godly life that shouts out, I am a follower of Jesus. Consequently, if one claims that they abide in Christ, it will be evidenced by whether they walked as Jesus walked or not. This does not mean that we will ever be perfect, not in this world. We will be perfect in heaven, but not here. Only Jesus is perfect. However, 
we must learn to practice righteousness. Practice, that means that we invest ourselves and turn away from a sinful life. As the Father knows the true intentions of our heart, so he knows whether we are just saying it or whether we are living it. Jesus never practiced or condoned a sinful life. On the contrary, he taught us to live a spirit-filled life. Now, Jesus did not hesitate to call out those who blindly followed traditional teachings based on a human understanding when it comes to the written scriptures. Regrettably, it was because Jesus did this by continuously speaking the truth that caused the spiritually blinded religious leaders of that day to seek to kill him. Now, similarly, those who teach and practice today's man-made traditions and doctrines are following the same path as the religious Jews who sought to crucify Jesus. They act quickly to discount anything that they cannot find within their written scriptures, their Bible, as they make the claim that if they can't find it, within their written scriptures that are often based on their own human understanding of what the written word is, they claim that it must be false and not of God. In doing so, they discount countless spiritual teachings and they avoid the daily leading and guidance of the Holy Spirit. In these so-called Christians, they would place their full trust in Jesus if, if they did, then they would find that the true word of God Jesus would be um, what would be guiding and teaching them instead of learning on their own um, ways, studying and leaning on their own understanding. Instead, they would learn to grow spiritually and not just intellectually as the people of this world are. Without the spirit, mankind can never understand the deep spiritual truths and mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Attempting to serve God through an intellectual relationship has become an all-too-convenient approach in the institutionalized church. It is often used by those who are Christian in name, but who are not in Christ and who lack the Holy Spirit to guide them. However, this worldly approach towards the written scriptures, it warrants the same rebuke that Jesus levied on the spiritually blind religious leaders 2,000 years ago. Remember, it was those same religious leaders who crucified Jesus because he failed to agree and follow their man-made traditions and teachings. The true followers of Christ were called to live by faith and be led by the Spirit. And yet today's religious leaders, they blindly seek to eradicate anything that violates their many man-made traditions and doctrines. I tell you, for misleading their congregations with these false doctrines, they will be judged more harshly than those who they deceive. Now, Jesus said in John chapter 14, verses 15 through 21, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. Now, the world, they cannot receive him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you do know him, for he abides with you and will be 
in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. In a little while, the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. And on that day, you will know that I am in my Father and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. The Lord did not teach a gospel that claimed that a, a simple prayer of faith could produce eternal salvation. He taught that we must actually lose our lives in this world to include our selfish desires that are governed by our own free will so that we could gain a new life as we follow Christ. Jesus did not teach that to be a good Christian, we must go to church on Sunday and read the Bible. Yeah, this is exactly what many man-made traditions and doctrines spread and teach their congregations week in and week out. Because of their blindness to the truth, these teachers will find out on the final day that they should have chosen to live by faith instead of leaning on their own understanding. Jesus taught in Matthew 7, verses 21 through 23, that not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name, did we not drive out demons and perform many miracles? And then I will tell them, Jesus said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Now in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17, it tells us that all scriptures God breathed and is youthful for instruction. So we're not saying that the scriptures aren't good because we know that they are Therefore, correction and for the training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, fully equipped for every good work. However, the written scriptures containing only a fragment of God's words are not the word of God, as many will claim. Jesus, in fact, is the word of God and always has been. It was Jesus who said in John 14, 23 through 26, you know, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My father will love him and we will come to live with him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me well, does not keep my words. The word that you hear is not my own, but it is from the father who sent me. All this I have spoken to you while I'm still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have told you. Now, we know that the Spirit teaches us through many different ways. Jesus never said, though, we would be given a Bible, the written scriptures we have. But Jesus never promised those. He promised the Spirit. And he says that the written scriptures were not compiled for that purpose. In fact, the written scriptures were not compiled until well after Jesus and his apostles departed this earth. Now, once Jesus did depart this earth, 
the Holy Spirit was sent to those who become the children of God for one purpose, to teach and guide his true servants to walk as he walked. However, he can and he does use the written scriptures to teach and to guide us as the Spirit leads. In fact, the Spirit uses many things to include creation itself to teach us spiritual truths that we need to know so that we can walk as Jesus walked. It was Jesus who foretold that we would send the Holy, he would send the Holy Spirit. He said that, his Spirit, to live within each of his true followers. Now, the written scriptures tell us in 1 John chapter 2, verses 26 through 29, I have written these things to you, this is what John wrote, about those who are trying to deceive you. And as for you, the anointing, the Holy Spirit, that you received from him, Jesus, remains in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you. But just as his true and genuine anointing teaches you about all things, so you remain in him, just as you have been taught. And now little children remain in him, so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. Now, if you know that he is righteous, you also know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. Now, all who truly follow Jesus, those who surrender everything for Christ, must place our complete faith in Jesus, knowing that the Advocate, the Spirit that he promised us, lives within us and will guide us each day as we seek to do the will of the Father. Amen. So in closing, from this chapter of the Walk as Jesus Walk Teachings of Jesus series, we should now understand that to be Christ-like does not mean to follow the teachings and doctrines of the institutionalized church, to practice what's being promoted, okay, through tradition. For far too many years this has happened. Instead, we must follow Jesus according to the leading of his spirit, the Holy Spirit, as we remain focused on our lives in the kingdom and not focused on our lives in this world. Now, if we continue to learn and live by the teachings of Jesus, we will be walking as Jesus walked.